of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. And welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today as we're continuing through the Psalm Project. And we are in the uh, second third or the third third of the book of Psalms. And uh, this is a lengthy journey that I began in the beginning of 2022. And here we are in 2023. And this will probably go through uh, the end of the year. And so we are. journeying through book four of the book of Psalms. Remember, it is divided into, the original Psalter is divided into five books. We have a few more chapters to go before we end book four. It actually ends with Psalm 106, and then we will be in book five, the last one. And so we are here today in Psalm 101. We have just gone through these kingship or royal Psalms, Psalm 93, and then Psalms 95 through 100. And Uh, They were not attributed to any specific author. Um, Psalm 101 is. And so we are back in a Psalm of David. Um, The theme of this Psalm is walking with integrity. And in this Psalm, um, it it is obviously written by a king. There is uh, some evidence, uh, very explicit evidence in this Psalm that it is written by a king. And of course, it is attributed to David who was the king. And so, in this psalm, the king promises to live a life of obedience, pursuing holiness in his own life, and seeking to root out evil from his kingdom, which is an interesting concept. You know, when you take a biblical worldview, um, this is an area where (laughs) I think it gets a little bit gray. Uh, there are those that would advocate for a sort of theocracy. In other words, our laws in our culture, in our society, in our country, our government should be based and founded upon Christian or biblical morality. And then there are those that would say no, because you cannot legislate morality and you should not legislate morality. Morality should be uh, decided by individuals. And so there are those that would say, and, and I will go ahead and admit openly that I am one of those, that morality should not be legislated. By Christians, it should be taught, it should be supported, it should be advocated, but it should not be legislated. And so morality is a matter of the individual heart. And we should uphold morality and righteousness, but as far as legality is concerned, uh, we can't legislate morality. That needs to be up to the individual. So our laws should exist to protect people's rights and well-being, not to force them to live moral lives. Um, I don't want to chase a rabbit there, but anyway, the king here... <laughs> Now, now keep in mind, um, Israel is God's chosen people. And so uh, a lot of the reason people might advocate for legislating morality, they might argue that, well, we'll look at what happened in Scripture. Look at Israel. Look at the kingdom uh, of, of Israel. 
Well, they're God's chosen people. We are not. Um, yes, as Christians we are, and we've been grafted in, but as far as the chosen Abrahamic people of God, that was the people of Israel. That is not the United States, or you name the country. And so keep that in mind when you're reading this psalm, and David is discussing here, seeking to root out evil from his kingdom, meaning the kingdom of Israel. And so David could not live up to his own ideals. He failed time after time. You, you know, I, I, I take comfort in knowing that the man who is referred to as, God's, as a man after God's own heart was a murderer, a liar, and by all practical accounts, a rapist. You think of the most heinous things anyone can do, and David did them. And so when I fail, I take comfort in knowing that the greatest of the great in human history, Christian history, David himself, failed time after time. And so many people believe that Psalm 101 was written by David and later used as a coronation psalm beginning with Solomon. His son. If so, high ideals at the beginning of his reign degenerated into disobedience, and in the case of Solomon, open apostasy. Christ alone could offer perfect obedience in the flesh. If, if you want someone to live a moral life, if you want someone to live a radically changed life, it is not going to happen by forcing it. It is only going to happen by Christ changing their life. And you think of the most evil of people. And I'm thinking right now of uh, the, the terrorist attacks on 9-11. There is an ideological aspect to that. And the only thing that would change those people is Jesus Christ himself. That's it. Because their ideologies are so ingrained in them that nothing else will force them to change their ways except Jesus Christ changing their heart. And I will go further and say that it can happen. It is not impossible. God has changed radically the most heinous of people and continues to do so today. And so this is a Psalm of David where he's talking about living and walking in integrity. Let me read for you Psalm 101. I will sing of your steadfast love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall not be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning I will destroy all the wicked of the land, cutting off the evil doers from the city of the Lord. 
So let's break this down. It's it's rather short, so I don't have a ton of commentary here, but it is packed with some substance. In verse 1, he talks about justice. I will sing of steadfast love and justice. It's interesting that the Psalms were utilized and still are utilized for the purpose of uh, worship. They have a liturgical purpose to them. And so singing is an active part of utilizing the Psalms. Uh, but here, the singing is not just about God and his greatness, but specifically about his steadfast love and his justice. And this is a reference to God's judgments. The psalmist here praises the Lord for him because they they are constant, they are consistent, they are righteous, and they're not arbitrary. God is the... Justice is actually derived from God. Morality, justice, truth, it is founded upon and derived from God. Morality is not objective. Justice or is not subjective, sorry. Justice is not subjective. It is objective. It is based upon something, and that is God. Verse 2. I will ponder the way... That is blameless. Or I will meditate upon the way that is blameless as defined by the law of God. Listen to Micah 6, 8. The prophet said this, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. In other words, this is objective. This is, this is justice. Or this is what God requires. Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God. It's not something you have to um, try to spend a ton of time discerning. Here it is. This is what God wants of you. That is the way that is blameless. That's the way the psalmist says he will uh, meditate upon. Verse 3. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. The psalmist strongly repudiates wicked deeds, and he won't tolerate them in his presence. And in, in this, he seeks to emulate God, who will not and cannot tolerate an unrepentant sin, uh, sinner in his presence. People get so wrapped up in the idea that, well, God is love, and he only loves. No, God also hates, and specifically he hates anything that is the direct opposite of him. The antithesis of him. Sin. God hates sin because he loves righteousness. Verse 5. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. So David is being very bold here. In other words, make no mistake, I hate these acts, and whoever does these things, I will destroy them. So he will actively, not passively, but actively oppose righteous unrighteousness in his area of authority, meaning in his kingdom. And he speaks specifically of a haughty look and an arrogant heart. The heart really is the foundation of a person's being and character. It is the seed of who they are. And so the look 
refers, he says, whoever has a haughty look, that refers to a demeanor. Listen to this in Psalm 131.1. We have not gotten there yet, but I'm going to read it for you anyway. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Why is he saying my heart is not lifted up? Because the heart is the seed and the center of who someone is. And so this psalm discusses walking with integrity, walking uprightly as God commands his people to do. Yes, we fail. But is the pattern of your life one that exhibits the righteousness of Christ Jesus? That should be our hope and our prayer. I've set this in four stanzas, and so it takes on a hymnic form. And so uh, here is Psalm 101 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Of loyalty and justice I raise my voice in song To you, O Lord, I lift up These words with music strong The perfect way I ponder When will you come to me? I'll live within my palace With true integrity I do not let my eyes dwell on any worthless thing The deeds of an apostate Will never to me cling My thinking that is twisted Be kept away from me I'm not consent to evil Or do wrong knowingly I'll uproot him who slyly his neighbor vilifies I'll not endure the proud heart Or him with lofty eyes My eyes are on the faithful That they may dwell with me The one whose walk is blameless Will serve and wait on me The one who is deceptive Will not abide with me He'll not keep his position Who speaks deceitfully Each morning on the wicked Destruction I will pour To free from evildoers The city of the Lord